Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me. This is Richard Listens, and this is the Richard Listens Show. I'm grateful for all the wonderful contributions and guests we've been having lately. We are uh, privileged to have in studio a performance coach who works with combat fighters, uh, boxers, and uh, even the occasional lazy podcaster like myself. Um, He's been featured. I got to see a clip of him on uh, HBO narrated by Max Kellerman, so you know he's the real deal. Uh, I'll tout him up, and, and hopefully he'll share a little bit about his experience. He's worked with uh, world champion boxers, UFC fighters, uh, and other celebrities here in uh, in the agency, including having worked with um, Mickey Rourke, uh, Rob Benedict, Sam Reed, Barrett Foa, and uh, TV ABC7 Los Angeles. Uh, without further ado, he's going to share uh, details about his work and some of the more interesting and rewarding aspects to working in the competitive realm of MMA and boxing. Without further ado, we welcome Mr. Taylor Ramsdale. Hello, thank you so much for having me on the show. And I see you uh, definitely checked out my website and got a lot of info. I need to update that. Well, Darrell was, <laughs> Darrell was, you know, he, he sent me to your Instagram. He yeah, sent no, you to your website. You're like, uh-oh. No, it's great. No, I mean it's it seems like you've uh you've covered a lot of realms. How long have you been uh training folks here in Um well in Los Angeles, yeah. I moved to Los Angeles in 2009. Um I first became certified as a trainer actually in 2003 in Arizona. Um and then So it began as strength and strength Yeah, well it began I I got my certification in 2003 when I was going to school. Um I actually got my marketing degree. I gradu- I graduated from Arizona State. Uh, with the degree in marketing, magna cum laude, and went to Kansas City from there and started framing houses. So <laughs> I've, mm. I've jumped around a lot. And what I've always done on the side is, I guess this kind of goes into how training became a job, but I always did, I always trained, was a trainer on the side. I did it for many, many years as 
just in between jobs while I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a living. And uh, while I was doing that, I was always making a little bit of noise, doing things a little bit differently. Just, you know, I always enjoyed it. I was always passionate about it and had fun. Were you passionate about training yourself? You yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, it goes back to youth um, right there. It's, it's, it's always been re- very rewarding for me. It's always helped me feel better, made me feel good, um, helps with confidence. Um, and even when I was younger uh, with sports, I was always I was a smaller guy. And all the way up until before my sophomore year in high school, I played very competitive soccer. And the coach had said that I was going to be he, – he thought that I was too small to play varsity that year, and a lot of people that I played with were – going to be going to varsity and it kind of put a chip on my shoulder. So I quit playing soccer and started playing football. Um, and then through the training and it goes into, and you'll like hearing this is the mindset is big on me. I know you're a psychologist, so that's a big part of it, but the, the weight room really helped that. But then by the time my senior year came around, I was captain of the team was recruited, walked, asked to walk onto division one school, um, did that. And then, Ended up stopping sports and chased sex, drugs, and rock and roll for quite a while. That's when I wound up in Arizona. And like I said, um, I'll drop that again that I graduated, you know, magna cum laude. But I am very honest, and I'll say that I didn't really learn much except for how to live or how not to live, however you want to say it. Um, Then I moved to Kansas City, and I still had that certification as a trainer, and I was working construction because I got hired as a financial advisor as a very – cutthroat place. And it was more so, I think, just for my ego to get the job. And once I got the job, I realized that this was going to be 80 hour work week behind the desk. And that just wasn't there yet for me. So I was working construction, um, which was actually my second favorite job outside of training because of that real instant gratification. You know, you show up, there's nothing there. And then when you leave, there's something that you have immediately built. Um, and that's also with training. I mean, it's obviously not as drill knows it's not instant gratification, but there are those moments when you can push somebody to the next level and you can see it happening. Um, I mean, either way, when you show up, you come in and, and there's no sweat. Like there, there's some evidence every day that you put in work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I continue to do that. I, I always was training on the side and go back to what I was saying. I was always making a little bit of noise and people were always saying, man, you should, you should really do this. You should pursue this. Maybe you should, you should open your own gym. You should. And I was like, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to take what I'm just doing for fun and just kind of on the side and make it work because in my head, I always, I, I didn't like the jobs. I mean, I worked so many different jobs and I didn't want to turn it into a job. And then finally I just kind of looked at it differently and started thinking in a different way and thought, uh, well, well, why not? A, it's an interesting point. Cause Darrell was mentioning earlier about his, his, his cooking is the same thing. Like in a way he's, there's like this fear of turning our passion into a career. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to take away the joy. Mm-hmm. And we do know there, there, there's psychological theories like the over-justification hypothesis. If you take something that you just enjoy doing every day and then someone throws a bunch of money at you, eventually you're like, I have to do it for the money. Right. Um, or and, you lose focus and passion of doing it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Because the know. things that made it fun and just showing up to play on the playground now all of a sudden – it's a grind. It's you. You have mm-hmm. to, and you have to. I have no idea. Like some, you know, having to put up twenty five points a game, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, and for fighters, right? Where it's it's yeah. it's it's the W or the yeah. or or I mean, so much must go into once you know if you lose 
Uh, it's a complete character rebuild almost. Yeah, um, that that's when I came to L.A. is whenever that started happening. So I moved to L.A. in 2009 and started training people out of my house and uh, or out of the area where I lived in and going to people's places. Then I got a little small studio over by the Grove and Farmer's Market. Um, I was renting it. It was a, a husband and wife, also a trainer team, and they had it half the day. I had it half the day. Um, outgrew that real fast. Came upon a place that I turned into a gym that I really couldn't afford. Um, and basically, we're in October now, so the way I did it was I worked in October to pay for November. I worked in November to pay for December. And I didn't do it all on my own. I mean, I, I had help, but it wasn't like, here's a whole bunch of money, go do it. It was like, here's a little bit to help you out now. And then, you know, and I, I did that from the bank. I did that from people I knew and um, continued growing. And then um, I actually met my wife at that gym. She was the first trainer that I actually brought on. Um, and then, you know, we ended up hitting off later and that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it that's worked amazing. out, you know, there's there so many different things I could, I could say or warnings, but that's, that's what we knew. And it, and it did end up, you know, working out. We ended up getting married. We have a five-year-old now. Congratulations. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. So, and she, I was, but, it, but it just to point that out, cause this question has been coming up with several people I'm meeting who are passionate and working in the sports realm. And they're saying to me, well, th- these 80 hour weeks, these 60 hour weeks, I'm committed. I work for a major sports team, but how do I develop a relationship? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, just what you highlighted right there is when you're pursuing your passion, even though it may be uh, a grind, mm-hmm. that you it opens you up to meeting people who are like minded. Yeah. And it was it was one of those things, too, to where it was it was amazing when we were there together and, and kind of growing up together and doing all that. And then what happens, we I'm going to fast forward a little bit. We ended up expanding. And then the next step was we were going to expand again or we were going to sell the gym. And we ended up selling the gym um, and we went our, our separate paths as far as work. Like she still trains there. I train um, there a little bit, but mostly I'm based out of another facility. And as we look back on it, it was great. But now it's also great that we aren't right next to each other all day long because at the end of the day, we can literally say, hey, how was your day? And mm-hmm. Before I was like, if I already know how your day was. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I was yeah. saw it all, all day. Um, so that's helped. I mean, the, we make a good team. Um, she uh, kept it all together, and I made a lot of sound, a lot of noise, and, you know, so far so good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She she keeps the lights on, and I just, I don't know, I jump around. Are you out splashing and doing the media stuff now? Yeah, that- well, you know what what happened was whenever we sold it, um, it, uh, it was a blessing, and it, it was a good footing, and got us to a certain level, but we did it all mom and pop shop. You know, we were, we were doing everything as opposed to doing what we were best at or what we really wanted to do. We did it all and we were doing well, but what I tell people is that we weren't doing as well compared to the amount of work we were putting in. We were profiting, but it was like, okay, you know, and the way we looked at it was we could, like I said, we could expand, but it was just going to be more of that work for a little bit more, et cetera. It wasn't the way I did it. It just kept growing. You know, I didn't start out. Like I said, I worked in October to pay for November, for example. I didn't look at the the grand scheme and they like look at the end. I didn't do it properly. I was young, you know, I was just young and excited and I had some success because I was just pushing it. I was passionate about what I did, but there was no real proper business plan at the time. I'm always open to doing all that again, you know, but when I do it all again, I'm going to do it with a team in place with a plan and we see the end goal and we work backwards and I've got, you know, I've got 
you doing the podcast. I've got, I've got Jarrell doing the podcast. I got the producer over there looking at the laptop like he is now. He's doing what he's special at. I'm doing what I'm good at. And we're a team. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, right. that's if I do it again, that's what I let's that's what Let's I draw do. it up. Let's right. do it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's the value of, uh, it's it, you know, I uh, just got finished reading uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. It's a classic that, that everyone should read and people have told me about for a long time. But part of what he talks about is, you know, the power of mastermind groups, power of getting together and having you can't see the whole aspect and yet we try and we try and always figure it out on our own i don't know if it's uh cultural conditioning or the american dream of you know go and pursue your passion but but how and right. if you and then we don't realize the law of diminishing returns when you when you're doing everything yeah. and then you find yeah. yourself as a business owner well i got in this cuz i'm passionate about training people and now um you know i've got to run payroll and spreadsheets yeah, there's a book the e myth it's that's good. That talks about that. I think it's the the woman's. Uh, she makes cupcakes. Uh -huh. and it continues, and then she doesn't like making cupcakes anymore. She's doing the booking <laughs> and all this stuff. But uh, it's really funny because I always recommend that book to everybody. Uh -huh. <laughs> I read yeah, it the first fifty so. pages. Yeah. you know what I mean. I'm like, because I didn't have time. Because I don't have. I don't uh -huh. have the people doing my stuff. So eventually, I'm gonna read that whole book, and by That's then, right. you know, they don't have us. <laughs> they don't have it figured out. But if you read it, you can give me the the Cliff's Notes version. Insights, then. right? <laughs> well, that thank you. So you've yeah. empowered me. But yeah. or or we can you know develop accountability plan. You know where you check in with me every week and you say I read five pages. I I mean, you know, I regularly because I'm busy seeing clients, but to me, that's my self care um, is, is a little bit of reading. And so I, I have like uh, three books going on different subjects. Mm -hmm. And even if I get through, like, I'll write down a goal for the week to get through a chapter. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like I learned a little bit more about coaching yeah. one chapter for the week. Yeah. Um, but it is it is hard to carve out that time. But if we can do it for our physical health and strength training, mm -hmm. um, probably we can do it for areas that we're not as proficient or it's not as comfortable for us yeah. to to grow metaphorical right. muscles in. So the E myth or one I've read uh, recommend is called the Pumpkin Plan. Oh, okay. It's all about you know what would you want to do if you decided you want to raise a championship pumpkin. Mm. You know, would you would you go to Target and buy the seeds, or would you, you know, seek out oh. The pumpkin and figure plant. out where the where the best seeds were. I called Charlie Brown. You'd call Charlie Brown. <laughs> 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 the, the, the great pumpkin or whatever. The great pumpkin patch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, I'm sorry we went off and I was talking it's about okay. the expansion, but we were talking about the fighters. Um, yeah. So what led you to? Um, um, that's interesting about Mickey Rourke though, because I met um, uh, Manny Pacquiao's sparring partner Liam. Okay. Yeah. You know. You know. And uh, yeah. he mentioned that he's a roommate of Mickey Rourke right now. Yeah. Liam, uh, Liam's a great guy. Yeah. 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 Um, so maybe we'll get him in here in the future. Um, yeah. And but, Mickey, Mickey actually came to me through um, another one of my fighters, through a UFC fighter, Alan Joban. Um, was he training for a fight or for a movie? I believe that's how he came about. Um, well, Mickey, Mickey used to box. He still boxes. Okay. And. Um, he wanted to fight training, and so he saw that I was working with Alan. He had met Alan. They did. Uh, Alan did some work with him. I don't know if it was a stand-in or I can't remember, but um, he saw that he was working with me, and he came and started training with me. And he was doing, you know, the the, the fight training. Um, so it works both ways. Like you know, I train the fighters, and then other people come in because they see that I train the fighters. They want to train like a fighter. They want to get in fight shape, and then vice versa. So it all it all feeds off each other as far as the business goes. And there are many different ways to train. So somebody might come to me because I train these fighters, but they don't want to, they don't necessarily want to train like a fighter. They might need to get ready for a role. They might have to get, 
you know, a full transformation. Like another um, person I work with a lot is Devin Sawa. And we did a an amazing transformation together. Um, he put in the work. He put in the effort. I just, you know, told him which way to go and try this and try that. And he did it. And um, that wasn't like fight training. That was a lot of bodybuilding style stuff. Um, but yeah, with, with Mick, Mick found me through the fighters. And the fighters found me back... <laughs> 2009 2010 I can't remember if it was the the year I actually moved to LA or if it was a few months I think it was but I just started training um some MMA fighters a good friend of mine Jimmy Romero sent me um a few guys that I worked with them and they did very well and then word of mouth spread and then another friend who was a good buddy of a boxer his name is Zach Woman he's a local guy he was a pro boxer, and he was a pro boxer under Freddie Roach and Eric Brown. Um, we were out getting coffee one time, and we talked about training. He came to train me. His manager also manages a whole bunch of other boxers, named Steve Bash, works with Russians, all this stuff. So it just kind of it became a snowball, and these guys kept doing good and kept doing well, and it just grew from there. And then fast so forward about yeah, the 10 years later, yeah, or? they're here all over the world. Um, you know, I've trained people from – all sorts of countries and this has taken me to China it's taken me to London it's taken me to Russia it's taken me all over the United States the the fight game you know cornering people or setting up camps and doing all that um but yeah it's just it's just become that that's become my niche that's become I become the the guy that trains fighters you know right. and, um so did you have a background in fighting yourself like what how does you know like everyone goes through this imposter syndrome of like how do you step into a realm where right clearly you have the the strength training you have the certification you have the background you've been putting in the hard work mm. how do you see the opportunity when it comes to you um well as far as my fight back i, I never fought legally um it was not <laughs> there is no there is no thing as fight club <laughs> <laughs> i mean we're not going to talk about it. no um i mean i did like martial arts and stuff when i was a kid but i never i never fought in the ring um my background i you know went through a lot of different stuff, like, you know, different self battles or whatever. And I put myself in situations that, you know, I'm not like the guy at the bar that likes to talk about the good old days and these fights or whatever. I just don't really talk about it, <laughs> you know, cause it just got to a point where it's like, okay, this is just dumb. Um, but as far as that, like imposter syndrome or whatever, like, so you're saying it you had it, you had it, you had to survive off, you know, some, some fights and you had a, at least what you described about your overcoming the soccer to football transition. Yeah. You were definitely a fighter, mentality yeah fighter mentality i didn't i didn't have to like survive through the fighting or anything i was just kind of i just enjoyed it like we would have we would set things up you know what i mean and it was it it was kind of for sport but then it just you know it was just stupid you know it was just you know <laughs> like and it's you got to grow up eventually but um but there's never been really that imposter syndrome um if i i'm kind of defining it in my head but you earn respect from people in different ways you know what i mean then if you are passionate about what you do and you're helping somebody do what they are good at and help them do that better, then there's really, I don't know. You don't have to, you don't have to prove anything. I think if somebody's no. trying to prove something to somebody, then they're not confident or they, I don't know, man, if I, if I have to prove something to you, you can on my plate and a lot to do. Right. Like, I'm not going to waste time. Like I can, I can help somebody out, but, um, so but you with know that what said, you're confident with, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And you have confidence in that and you have credibility. Yeah. And, and, you know, and still like, even to this day, like I, I, played sports very competitive and like I train you know we spar and do all that but even if I didn't do that it, it, it wouldn't matter it's a it's a mutual respect thing you know 
Um, and I think that that, like my background, like I do believe that, I mean, it's funny you mentioned Fight Club. I, I do think it's good for everybody to, you know, as long as it's set up properly and whatnot, <laughs> I'll just put that out there, that it's good to get punched in the face. And it's good if you ever want like to punch somebody in the face, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> live through it. And some people, some people never do that. And if they, they want to, I mean, you can go to a gym and, or if they need to, and there's a difference between needs and wants, you know, like just recently I was thinking of doing a Muay Thai tournament. Um, but with my, you, <laughs> I'm 30, I turned, I turned 39 in a few months and I was getting ready to do it. And I literally got like a 10 paragraph email from my mom <laughs> talking about like this tournament I was doing and the time I was taking away from family. But the thing is also is all the head injuries. Like I'll turn around now. You can see the, like, well, I'll come off the mic, but scars in the back of my head. I've got a, a lot of head injuries. And I was kind of like, Hey man, do you, do you want to do this or do you need to do this? And sometimes those, those, those work together because sometimes you might just want to do something so bad that by all means to me, that's a necessity because it's going to drive you crazy. But the thing is, is I've, you know, the fights I've, I've had plenty. I just wanted that experience of, you know, getting in the ring, but there's, there's no, you know, the planning, the, the money, the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What the investment is. Well, it's also, like I said, I turned 39, I get a long email from my mom. Like, I didn't even think about it. I was like, okay, of course. <laughs> of course. I'm not, yeah, I'm not good. It's fine. You know, we continue to train and if there's a smoker or something that comes up, sure. But like, I have no need to do it. Like I've been in plenty of fights, but. Um, but to your point, I mean, having done martial arts and I know that you know, as somebody who's trained in mental health and sitting across a room from people uh, and to do sparring initially was very uh, threatening. Mm -hmm. And it was also very humbling because uh, I always tell people that as a, a six foot four male, some of the people who um, tagged me the, the worst were smaller females mm -hmm, yeah. uh, or, or people that were, you know, smaller and quicker. Right. And you, you learn about blind spot. You learn about yourself. Right. Uh, and, and you also, if it's done appropriately, at least for martial arts, there's a respect there yeah. about safety. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're trying to execute strikes, but you're not necessarily trying to uh, harm people. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I tell people if they, if they're interested, I'm like, just go spar. You know, you don't, you know, just go spar. You got to train before you can spar, but go spar. Yeah. That's great. So, um, let's see. Darrell had a question. Yeah. Um, you want me to ask it for you, Darrell? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> this is um, this is a this is Darrell coin term, so don't go putting it in your books just yet. But um, uh, Darrell wants to know what are the, in combat and battle. What are the biggest? He calls them red threads of separation, which are. Uh, so the, what are the the biggest red threads of separation you've seen from your fighters? So Darrell, you want to explain what? We're yeah. So at? me me being in sports and performance, I see a lot of guys that it it it's a fine line between being good and great. And me being in in this field for nine or ten years, it's always the same things. Whether it's taking care of the little things, consistency, nutrition, you know, from being good to great or okay to better. You know, so the question that I have. It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to injitsu.com slash Richard Listens 
to get your first class for free. That's injitsu.com slash Richard Listens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports, all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. What are the red threads of separation from you being the best that you can be one? Also between, you know, a fighter in the championship rounds. Like, what is the separation point? Oh, man. There there are several. Um, you think about just the the thought process that goes on in your head. Let's talk about you mentioned the championship rounds um, and focus on that for a second. So mm-hmm. whenever you are down and out and you're done, if you tell yourself – or you let yourself be done, then you're done. Of course. But if you literally think to yourself, oh, this is easy, or I got this, this is nothing, mm-hmm. you can immediately trick yourself, even though you know you're tricking yourself. You can trick yourself into doing more. What I will do with a lot of my guys is I will have them verbally ask for more at certain moments in time whenever they're pushing and they've got nothing left, if they shake their yeah. head, no, I'll tell them, don't shake your head. No, you know, ask for more says is easy. I tell them, you know, this should upset you that you came all the way to the gym to do work. And this is the only, this is all the work I'm going to have you do. You have so much more left in the tank. Um, and it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's, it's, it's enjoying that, that moment whenever you know that you've done all that work and you're in those championship rounds and these guys can, look across whether it's the ring or look across the cage. And if they themselves feel like they're tired, like their arms are tired, their legs are tired. It's a moment of excitement because the amount of work that they've put in, they know that if they're tired, then their opponents definitely tired. And in that moment of time, it's like, Hey, and you get that like evil smile. It's like, all right, this is great. Cause if I'm feeling this way, I know how he or she's feeling. Mm -hmm. So let's go. And then it's just those little tiny moments of pushing past that limit you know i had a funny conversation the other day what drives me crazy is when i hear people say the sky's the limit i don't want to say who are you to tell me the sky's the limit of course you know what i mean like there are no limits you keep pushing like right there's putting a limit on something but you know that that the red thread of separation is that that richard branson right (laughs) exactly that's what i'm saying the red thread of separation i like that but um would a main thing would just be that mindset you know that mindset and that that goes through everything we've been talking about through what you do for a profession, how you get through those championship rounds, how the respect is earned from whatever somebody's background is, is, is mindset, you know? And, um, that's what I like to really tune into with these combat athletes because nobody's coming to me without ever being trained or training hard. I mean, I've, I've had people that came to me, they're already champions, Mm -hmm. you know, they've been training their whole life. They've been pushing hard. They've got that. And it's interesting because whenever I'm working with the general population, I see that in some and I see that differently in others. For example, let's say you're doing a bike sprint, okay? In the last 10 seconds of the bike sprint, I say 10 seconds left. Those people that increase their intensity in that last 10 seconds, 
generally are also more successful in their everyday life outside of the gym. Right. You know, and I'm always going to push you, but I always, I've found that interesting over the years is that the people that motivate themselves and go harder at the end, they've already got that inside of them, mm-hmm. you know, but eventually that goes away too with all of us. With myself, it does. I have a coach. I train with Julio Tron at Saxon Muay Thai and I go there because he pulls out of every bit of me that I have or that I, I don't even think I have, I'm done. And he pushes me again. So it's, it's finding that breaking point, making sure they don't break, but making sure that you get every single bit out of them. Um, so it's just mindset. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up, Taylor. I mean, first of all, the power of having an accountability fighter, just, you know, no matter uh, accountability partner, no matter what realm you're working in, whether it be uh, therapy uh, and help, you know, if we get isolated, we're just not going to work as hard. We miss that social interaction component. Having somebody there witnessing you at your point where you feel you're done and saying, you know, getting you to ask questions, whether it be response to injury, is it, is it, uh, you know, are you, are you in discomfort or are you in pain, right? <laughs> you have more, reminding you you have more, right? Mm-hmm. Or helping you to visualize in that moment, <laughs> um, right? Is this what's going to happen in the ring? How are you going to do? And you're like painting right. the picture for you so that we were talking about, you know, power of practice earlier where then, you know, you're actually feeling yourself at a point of failure and you're pushing past it. And just to bring back real quick, I came from a, a conference of uh, international sport community and, and people sharing their, their expertise. And um, um, I, I forget her first name, but her name her last name is Hunkley. She's a two-time U.S. national team soccer player. Um, forgive me for omitting her first name right now, but she was one of the keynote speakers. She, she's now a successful businesswoman in Beverly Hills as well. But she was saying, when you look at the Olympic development team, you look at the teams that make to that level, um, you know, I mean, how many kids in this country have played elite soccer? You talk about that at a really high level. She said, well, the difference in the t- the people that stick and get selected are not the ones that are most talented. They're the ones who are willing to fail repeatedly mm-hmm. and continue to push through it, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you can't deal with the fact that you got upset or you fall behind two to zero and or you can't, you know, that, that, that things aren't, the ball's not coming to you, whatever scenario there is, uh, where your plan is not being executed or you're on a hot field. I mean, there's environmental conditions in sport. There's a ton of things. Um, if you cannot adjust and continue to find your best in excellence, it's going to be hard to succeed. Frustration. Frustration can defeat anybody. You see it in any sport, or mm-hmm. any activity. You know, the more frustrated you get because you're not able to accomplish something, if it's just in that moment, it's just going to make it harder and harder and harder if you just get more and more upset. So, yeah, absolutely got to be able to recognize that and and push forward and if you if you can't fail you can't win and, and if you and don't know how to fail you don't know how to win that's a great that's and a great that's, quote right that's there. one of the things that i you know i thought about when i when i mentioned the red threads you know the one of the, the biggest red threads is the the will to continue to push in when you hit adverse times and that's for me is one of the biggest separation from someone that's just okay mediocre and someone that's great or successful you know, so when I think of red threads, that's ultimately yeah, and what that's, that and is. that's a quality that's hard to quantify. So, it is. so Taylor, when you're working with somebody or you're in the ring and somebody's showing you a little bit of self doubt or uh, their their will is seems like it's you know being beaten down, mm-hmm. how do you help them to discover that or build upon it? Well, if it's in the fight, I mean, hopefully they've they've we've built on that and they've discovered it before we get there. Um, 
but it's just a reminder. I mean, these guys and girls, they're, uh, they're, they're true, you know, as far as when it comes to combat sports, they're warriors in there. And it's just a reminder, you know, if you, you just tell them, like, you don't get tired. You know, like, you're not tired. Like, you've done, you've done harder than this. You just remind them, you know, because they know. They just need reminded. Right. You know, and it's it's a it's an individual sport. They're in there by themselves. So we, we go in there, we're team this, we're team that, and we're we're there together, we win together, we lose together. But at the end of the day, they're in the ring. These people they get in the ring or the cage by themselves, then it's all them. So, you know, it's just to remind them what they what, what they've done, what they're capable of. Remind them that they're different, that they are pushing it. You know, they've been pushing it. They've earned their spot there, but so has the other person. You know, so who who wants it more right now? You know, because any day you know, I always say in boxing or MMA, you know, anything can happen. Well, if you're both at the highest level, your opponent is earned, should have earned that spot as well. So they want it too. So you got to know who wants it more. Um, and sometimes that just takes a friendly reminder, you know. Of course. That. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's down. I mean, these guys, I mean, you know, one, one fighter, I mean, they break their hands a lot in the fight. And one, you know, says, hey, come back to the, the corner between rounds. Again, as I've said him a couple times, Alan Joban, it was his, gosh, what was it his left hand? I think it was his left hand. Yeah, you know, I broke him. I broke my left hand. Hit him with your fucking right hand. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like you yeah. can't keep yeah, going. Yeah. You know, and that's and most people can't. I mean, think about that. I mean, it's a it's a severe injury. It wasn't just a fracture. You know, and these guys fight through that. So they they are wired that way. I mean, they're wired that way through mm-hmm. genetics from youth, from from growing up and and wanting that and having that drive. What our jobs as coaches is to fine tune that. And again, to get that extra little bit, that extra 1% to make sure they get better every single day. Otherwise, it's just wasted talent. Yeah, so, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I train athletes. Yeah. Like football, basketball, baseball. But I, I assume it's totally different. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I face. But it's not. I might interrupt. It's not, it's not totally different. <laughs> Go ahead. It's, it's not totally different. Like, people see the fight game because it looks like Warriors, but, like, like, like it's the football player. So that was my background. That's a very violent sport. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? It's, but it is, it's a team sport. I mean, let's uh, fighting is different than baseball, mm-hmm. but, um, but there's a lot of the same, the same s- struggles go through. Of course. And, and and I remember when we did the workout, mm-hmm. the, the, the hybrid workout with football and mixed martial arts. And a lot of the movements were really similar. And, uh, you know, just, just listening to you. I think one of the biggest things is, is the will and the capacity to, the push when you physically, mentally exhausted and have nothing left in the tank. And it's one thing I admire about you. Just seeing you in, in the facility, you have a way of getting these guys to tap into something that they couldn't literally push themselves to evolve into. What what was the spark behind that, or is it something that just you just do? Man, first, thank you. Um, it, I greatly it, it, appreciate it's, that. It's unmatchable. Like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I greatly appreciate crazy. that. Um, I'm gonna have to be a fly on the wall now. <laughs> welcome anytime. It's crazy. It's a badass. Um, thank you very much. Um, you know, I just I love seeing people do their best. Yes, sir. You know, I love seeing people do their best, and I'm very grateful to have that ability to find what makes people do their best. Mm-hmm. And maybe not for everybody, but for a lot of people. I've been able to do that and I continue and it's, it's, I truly enjoy it. You know, so it's, it's finding what motivates people, different people, what yeah. finds what motivates different people. Cause some people need, some people need, you know, some barking at them. Some yes, people sir. need, you know, positive reinforcement. Some people need to be asked, you know, what the hell they're doing. It's, it's different from each 
person to the next person is different. And what sparked that in me is, I, I don't know, I just, I, I myself always want to get better at all walks of life, even yes. just a little bit, like you mentioned, reading a chapter a week in a book, um, whether it's doing one more rep in the gym or whatever it may be, whether it's, you know, spending more time with the kid, anything, just get better at life every single day. And it, it, it's very rewarding for me to be a part of that with other people um, because seeing them succeed, I'm succeeding too. Yes, sir. You know, and it's not that I'm directly getting anything from them, you know, unless they're paying me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it's, it's tr- I truly and, and truly enjoy the work. People say, and I understand the, the philosophy behind it, but when people say, you know, love what you do and never work a day in your life, well, the way I look at it is I absolutely love what I do. So I'm going to work my ass off at it. I'm mm-hmm. going to work as hard as I can because I love what I do. And again, I understand the philosophy behind it because it's not seen as work. It's not seen as a job mm-hmm. if you're truly enjoying it. But I can't, I mean, I was just getting ready to say, I was going to go back on myself and say, I can't work any harder. But that's also bullshit. Like, I could always push myself harder. Of course. People, you know, I hear a lot like, nobody's nobody's out working you. Nobody's, man, There's you can always find somebody that's better than you and somebody that's working harder than you. You know, you'll always find that. And that's also drive for me with my career is that I know somebody's out there doing something. When I sit down, there's somebody standing up working. And if I really want to be at the top of the game, I got to get up and I got to go and I got to do. And the same thing with these fighters. I like to remind them, you know, your opponent's training right now. You know, your opponent's training. If if, if it came down to who does better on this next drill mm-hmm. to win the fight, give me that. You know what I mean? You know, give yeah. me that. I want that out of you. You know, there's no, you got to win the fight before you even step in there. Um, yeah, I do think, Taylor, that it does It does speak to you as an athlete and that even though you're not speaking or didn't, you you know, come up maybe in MMA or didn't have the same background uh, as the, the athlete you're coaching, the fact that you prepare the same way that you're asking them to, mm-hmm. that you're pushing yourself, I do think it, like there's a, a, you know, mirror neurons or, I mean, there's an authenticity that comes with that. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's uh, when when your doctor at your annual wellness uh, tells you you should drop 10 pounds and you see that they are smoking outside or struggling with the same issue (laughs) in a way you discount it. Right. Um, We even we talked my wife and I talked about that just uh, was it last night? Yes. Tuesday. Just last night we're watching football and we're sitting back and I I was kind of laughing. I said, it's crazy that football time was such an important part of my life. And I even, you know, went to school and I was going to play in college. And again, that route changed, but it was a big deal. And I was like, it's not like a football family. Like we watch fights all the time because that was always kind of, for me, that's where like my identity, it became my identity was the fighting when I was young, you know? And it was, it was a, it was a, it was a bad thing. It turned into a negative thing to where that was kind of how I identified myself is like, you know, there's something going on. Like I'm the one that goes there and mm-hmm. handles this and handles that. So there's that background and there's that that mutual respect, but it was never done in a sporting environment like this. And so it's kind of like that wasn't my path of this life because I've I've battled with other things, you know, and um, overcome different deals. But it was always kind of an idea to do that. But my life was always a little bit apart, so I was never able to focus with the martial arts and doing all that stuff. So. So in that way, you know, just to highlight, it sounds like when you work with a fighter, it's rewarding, even though it's when you gave the example of you never work a day in your life when you find your passion, it's so rewarding Mm -hmm. because you're validating that part of yourself that that was a fighter. 
Yeah, and it's and and that's and with, a fighter. And, and, yeah, with with any athletes too, you know. And it's, I just enjoy the sport. I enjoy the sport. I think it's raw, you know. I, two people go in there and and one wins, and I and I love being a part of that. And I love, I mean, I love the people I work with. I truly do. Like I truly want them to win and want them to do well. They're providing for their families through this, and it's the same way with. Uh, any any sport that if I work with, because I don't just work with them. That's just my my I specialize in that. But if I work with a football player, you know, and Darrell mentioned movement patterns, that's what I look at. People say, how do they train differently? They train differently because they train with different coaches. But a lot of sports train very similarly. You know, it's, it's movement patterns because what my job is is I need to push these guys and I need to make them better. But when they're with me, when they're doing strength and conditioning, it should be the one time where we have the most control and the least, the the lowest possibility of injury. You know, things happen, but they shouldn't. You know, in strength and conditioning, it should be very, very safe. If they're sparring, it's more likely something to go wrong. So it's not like we don't have to, okay, we're training a boxer, so we're going to put weights in his hands and punch a bunch of times. No, they do very similar stuff. Um, it's different than bodybuilding, but sports performance is really sports performance. You know, so it's certain, applied stuff. Yeah, you're, you're doing a, movements that you're yeah, going to use. Yeah, I'm doing movements at Darrell. I see them doing movements. I see all the other guys doing the same kind of movement patterns. Of course, we all put our little spin on things, but it's when you put too much of a spin on things when it just gets kind of silly. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's breaking it down and keeping it simple, but it's mindset. And when it comes down to – it always comes back down to mindset, and that different mindset comes with different sports. And I think you you know work with a lot of football players. I played football. It's a – it's a similar mindset, you know, it's that, it's yeah. that killer be killed, you know, and it's, it's a true thing, you know, and it's, you've got to, when you get in there, you've got to be putting, willing to put everything on the line because again, there is going to be somebody else. They're willing mm -hmm. to put everything on the line. So if you're not going to match that or exceed that, then you got to get out of there because you don't deserve to be there and you mm -hmm. shouldn't be there because you're going to get hurt, you know, and that's the thing sport. Like you got to come with a hundred percent. And I look at that, I take that energy and I just look at that with my career. You know, if I'm pushing, if I'm at work, I'm away from my family because I'm working, I'm going to give it my 100% because if I'm not going to give it my 100%, first of all, my clients aren't going to get what they're showing up for because they're not going to get me. Mm -hmm. But also, like I said, there's always going to be somebody out there working harder, you know, that wants your spot, you know, and I'm one of those people that I like to be there with a bunch of people. I want to help everybody out. If I can get to the next level if I can bring people with me I want to do that at the same time I also need to know that not only am I competing with myself people say it's you versus you of course it is. it's also you versus everybody else mm -hmm. you know because that's what makes the difference that's what there, there's champions there's champions and everything you know it might not you might not wear a belt a championship belt but there are yeah, champions when you in said, all walks yeah of life. when you set your when you set your definition of excellence yeah. uh, and you define it then like you said, we won't we won't we won't use a, a term, but you're expanding limits all the time. And when you're trying to move behind limitations and set new goals and mm -hmm. move into unlimited potential, yeah, uh, it's empowering. But it takes reminder, and it takes, like you said, a team. And sometimes, yeah. right, um, it helps to have a, a partner who's in the game with you. Uh, including your mom willing to send 10 page emails, right. but she's going to listen to this and she's going to say, you know what, if you want to go for it, go for it. You know, I think I'm, it might've been a bribe for my wife too. Cause I was spending a lot of time at the gym, this old man doing, you know, a Muay Thai tournament. You see but, how the network you know. is, is there to support you. Your support group. I might have gray hair, but I shaved my head so close. So, you know, 
Well, yes. Taylor, we thank you for coming in here and sharing your passion, your grit, your work ethic, uh, and for inspiring us and taking your time to do so. Uh, we hope we can come grab you in the gym and get some some footage or uh, yeah, something absolutely. like that. Um, love to have you. Hope to do some mobile stuff in the future. Um, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thank having you so gratitude, much. having respect so for much. the people that that come on and being truly humbled for the people that are willing to share their secrets, their story. Um, the fact you're willing to share some of the, you know, darker clouds of earlier beginning. It wasn't out. It wasn't inside the realm of what was supposed to be the career or was supposed mm -hmm. to be acceptable. But it becomes what channels you to be excellent, of course, and to help other people to. Uh, to reach their ultimate potential. So Taylor, please uh, let uh, our guests know how to find you, how to reach you and how to come in and get uh, excellent. <laughs> um, well, to tap in real quick, we just said there, there are no, no secrets to hard work. It's just, you just work hard. Um, and uh, to find me, you go to, I mean, Instagram, Taylor Ramsdell, Taylor underscore Ramsdell, um, Taylor Ramsdell.com. And all the contact stuff will be through there. And I really appreciate you guys letting me be on the show. It was very nice to meet you. Likewise. Thank you so much for the kind words, Jarrell. The oh, feeling is mutual, my man. It's, it's awesome to share the floor with you over there at the gym. I learn a lot every single day. So I appreciate you guys. And I learned a lot here today. This isn't something that's in my comfort zone. You know, I, I, you're pretty you know, good I'm, at I'm it, gonna, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen back. I'm going to be like, man, what? I don't even know what I was talking about. We're gonna... But I appreciate y'all. I'd love to come back. So thank you uh, so much. You sound I like a polished veteran. You're most welcome. And we will... Uh, We'll be uh, airing this and, and, and sharing this hopefully with your network. And um, I can't wait. I love the, by the little plug from Muscle Farm, right? Get in there. They got, you know, they got a full MMA size oh, yeah, uh, ring man. over there. Yeah, and I mean, there are two things that we could have an entire day of shows on. One would be those dark clouds you mentioned in the past, but we might have to change the rating of your podcast. But I'm, <laughs> I'm an open book. We'll, we'll dive into that. And the other thing is to talk about how amazing Muscle Farm is. Um, it's a it's a truly it's a true blessing to be over there. It's a great facility, great energy. The trainers there, Jarrell's one of them. The other guys there, uh, it's the energy is contagious, and that's why one of the main reasons why I love going there every single day. A lot of good facilities in L.A. I do think it's one of the best ones, if not the best one, but it's the energy that's unrivaled. I love it. Well, that's how you know you're in the right place, especially yeah. when you're in a, a sport or profession where it is sometimes isolative when you can go into a place and you feel like you can just be one of the team mm -hmm. or just one of the guys, like a, a little bit lowest common denominator of just feeling like you're part of something bigger. Um, that's empowering, mm -hmm. and, and I encourage everyone to have that in whatever realm they be in to, to get out of burnout. Uh, in whatever pr profession you might be in. So again, thank you all for tuning in. Please shout us out on Instagram, Richard Listens, Twitter, Richard Listens, Facebook, Richard Listens. Let us know who do you want to hear from? What sport or profession are we yet to share about? Uh, what questions do you have for Taylor? And we'll try and uh, get their expert insights on it and get it back to you. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please, if you can, check out my Patreon page.com, patreon.com slash Richard Listens, or Instagram, Richard Listens. Uh, you get the theme. We appreciate all your support and interest. We're now up on iTunes, Spotify. If you're interested in therapy, teletherapy, any kind of consultation, please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website, richardlistens.com. I'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain, support, or isolation you are going through. We are here to alleviate strain and suffering. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Richard Listens, and I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. 
I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Take care, everyone.